Section 8 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834-1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 8. Physiographic Work Powell's contribution to the discussion of erosional processes and their effect in the development of landforms was of fully as great value as his more strictly geological studies, and certainly exerted a marked influence on the work of later students of physiographic problems. It is not too much to say that in this division of his studies he, with his able collaborators, laid the foundations of what may fairly be called the American School of Geomorphology, now eagerly embraced by modern physiographers everywhere, and that he thus contributed immensely to the awakening and the advance of the sluggish old science of geography. It is worth pointing out that a physiographic turn was given to Powell's work, not so much from his own intentional preference or selection, but from the abundant and open opportunity for physiographic study in a semi-arid region. For, in common with nearly all the early geological explorers of the West, Powell was led by his environment to give much attention to surface forms. He could not fail to see their intimate relation to internal structure, so wonderfully displayed by reason of the scantiness or absence of vegetation. He therefore inevitably described the relief of his region by explaining it, and his explanation was presented in terms of structural masses raised by internal diastrophic forces and worked on upon by external destructive forces. He emphasized internal or geological structure as the prime basis for the classification of landforms and adopted as the guide to their secondary grouping the erosion of what he called concomitant or, as would now be said, sequential minor forms. He did not explicitly make the next step of systematically describing the stages in the progress of erosion during its work upon uplifted masses, but it must be a careless reader who does not repeatedly find this principle implied in a careful study of Powell's writings. At this time, as well as later, Powell had the great advantage of discussing his problems with a younger investigator of the Cordilleran region whose sound views probably had a larger influence in shaping his seniors' opinions than will ever be directly known. As to the action of erosional processes, Powell's reports abound in quotable statements, of which the following are good examples. Quote, Erosion is not greatly promoted by increased rainfall. With greater rainfall, we have greater power, but a lesser utilization of the power. With lesser rainfall, we have lesser power, but greater utilization. And in these varying conditions, just where maximum degradation is found, I am not able to state. End quote. Quote, I have many times witnessed the action of a storm in an arid region where the disintegrated rocks were unprotected by forests, shrubbery, or turf, and as often have I been impressed with the wonderful power of the infrequent storm to gather up and carry away the land, 
as compared with the frequent storm in the prairie or forest of a land more richly clad. Uinta Paper, page 188. See also Colorado River, 171. Attention to stream action naturally led to an attempt to classify streams and valleys. Two classifications were proposed. The first was based on the relation of streams to the strata that they traversed. Several types were admirably illustrated in ideal figures drawn by Holmes, and each type was given a name of Greek origin, as cataclinal, diaclinal, and so on. But these names have not come into general use, perhaps because they express only an empirical relation. The second classification of streams and valleys was in terms of their origin. The three kinds here recognized were given names of Latin derivation, antecedent, consequent, and superimposed, last two kinds having been recognized but not named by Marvine, from whom Powell quotes, and these names have come into general use among modern physiographers. River behavior was discussed with much originality, and reasonable meaning was given to features that had previously been stated empirically. For example, quote, In the Colorado River, with very few exceptions, all the falls and rapids which beset its course through the great canyons are caused by dams of boulders made by side streams having great declivity. End quote. You went to paper 193. Regarding Platte River on the plains, it is luminously stated, quote, The beds through which the river runs are incoherent, and although the river has as great a fall as the Colorado through the plateaus, and although the climatic conditions are essentially the same, yet the former runs in a broad sheet scarcely below the level of the plain, while the latter runs in a narrow groove at profound depths below the general surface. End quote. Uinta, 194. The nature and amount of river load and the manner of its transportation are carefully considered. The load, quote, does not float on the water, but behaves as an integral part of it, and with it obeys the laws of hydrodynamics. End quote. The principles here announced were afterwards developed with greater fullness in an address before the National Academy of Sciences under the title of The Laws of Hydraulic Degradation, with the object of mentioning the principal efficient methods of controlling rivers in their floodplain reaches. And here Powell's indifference to precedent is shown again, for although the problem and the technique of river control have been abundantly discussed and successfully practiced in Europe, Powell's published paper, Science, 12, 1888, pages 229 to 233, does not contain a single citation. As a correlative of the transportation of load by stream, its deposition was also considered, and a good beginning made toward recognizing the great importance of fluviatile deposits in the case of an extensive conglomerate. Uinta, 170. In connection with the transportation of large boulders from mountains by storm floods, a curious suggestion is made, Colorado River, page 208, 
regarding a possible similar interpretation of parts of the drift in the upper Mississippi Valley, which Powell had studied while he was a professor in Illinois. End of section 8